is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. I'm glad you're here, and you'll have more knowledge when you leave this program tonight than anybody else. Joe Biden gave me a frightening speech this evening. Now, I believe in these vaccines. I'm not an ever-vaxxer, but I believe you should consult your own doctor. That the government, television hosts, even radio hosts, They're not to be trusted. You trust your own physician. You don't go to the government when it comes to other medical issues. The politicization of this issue by Biden and Harris last summer, as I will demonstrate, by Fauci and the teachers' unions, by CNN, MSNBC, and other irresponsible phony news sites, has undermined the credibility of so many of these institutions. You go to your doctor. You talk to your doctor. 80 million adults have not been vaccinated, they say. 70% have been. I've asked this question before. Of the 80 million who have not been vaccinated, how many of them have the uh, antibody now? Because they don't need to be vaccinated. And maybe that's their position. I don't know. How many of them can't be vaccinated because some kind of health malady that they already have. What percentage of the 80 million? I don't know. And Joe Biden is a pathological serial liar, so I don't know what's coming out of his mouth to be anything close to the science or the statistics that we have. Moreover, if you're vaccinated, if you're vaccinated, and somebody else is not vaccinated, I don't quite understand what the issue is as a personal matter. Well, you can still catch the the variant. Well, you can still catch the variant then whether you're vaccinated or not. That goes to the issue of how serious the illness is or whether death follows. But people do stupid things all the time. They chain smoke. 
They eat foods. They do other things. They are likely to cause lung cancer, heart disease, what have you. The United States government mandates automobiles that are not safe. I don't care how many seatbelts or airbags are in there. In order to meet cafe standards, cars have to be very, very light. Well, when you're in a significant and serious accident, you need a heavy vehicle. Steel. And there have been reports about how many thousands of people die every year that would otherwise live but for cafe standards. We don't discuss that. And I didn't hear Biden say today, I'm taking steps immediately to seal the southern border, to finish Trump's wall in order to prevent people from coming into this country who have the coronavirus and who are not vaccinated. He didn't do any of that. Now, does he have the power to order, essentially, all private businesses with 100 or more employees to be vaccinated? Does he have the power to order everyone and anything with the most limited contact with the federal government to be vaccinated? On top of it being a rather frightening speech, his politicization and his attacks on governors is really, really appalling. Really appalling. The guy that leaves the southern border open who has no idea who's coming in, who won't even go to the southern border. Now, what's the rule here? What are the laws? We're going to take a little time on this. And I'd be remiss, very remiss, if I didn't point out this speech didn't have to be given today. This speech didn't have to be given today. In two days, it'll be 20 years since 9-11. He's so cynical... He's so devious. He's such an SOB. I despise him more than Obama, you want to know the truth. He's such an SOB that he does this in hopes of deflecting attention from the disaster that still is Afghanistan and the 80,000 Afghan allies who are still stuck there and the citizens who are stuck at the Masri Sharif airport. They only want to talk about Kabul where they got one jet out. And what's interesting to me is, you know, they're cutting deals and making concessions left and right with the Taliban, and we don't know anything about what they're discussing or what they're doing. Nothing. Well, well, she says, Pasaka, we have to rely on them. They're the only ones to rely on. Well, you ensured that situation. You gave them the country. You gave them the power, and now you're complaining. They're the only ones you have to rely on. Who else are we going to deal with? Now, let me get started here. This is from History.com. In 1901, a deadly smallpox epidemic tore through the Northeast, prompting the Boston and Cambridge Boards of Health to order the vaccination of all residents. But some refused to get the shot, claiming the vaccine order violated their personal liberties under the Constitution. One of those holdouts, a Swedish-born pastor named Henning Jacobson, took his anti-vaccine crusade, this is how they wrote it, All the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, the nation's top justices issued a landmark 1905 ruling that legitimized the government's authority to reasonably, quote-unquote, underscore, infringe upon personal freedoms during a public health crisis by issuing a fine to those who refused to vaccinate. A fine. If it's reasonable. In 1901, the city of Boston registered 1,596 confirmed cases of smallpox. 
a highly contagious, fever-inducing illness infamous to cause a severe rash on the face, arms, often left survivors scarred for life. In Boston alone, 270 people died from smallpox during the extended 01 to 03 outbreak. That's why public health officials in Boston and neighboring Cambridge issued their compulsory vaccination orders, hoping to reach the 90% vaccination rate required for herd immunity. Now, Jacobson, who served as the pastor of a Swedish Lutheran church in Cambridge, had been vaccinated against smallpox in Sweden when he was six years old, an experience he later said caused him great and extreme suffering. So when Dr. E. Edwin Spencer, chairman of the Cambridge Board of Health, knocked on the Jacobson's door on March 15, 1902, the pastor refused the vaccination for himself and his son. A few months later, Cambridge was in a full-fledged smallpox panic with the city ordering the closure of all schools, public libraries, and churches to stem the spread of the disease. Police officers accompanied health officials like Spencer went door-to-door vaccinating as many as 100 people a day. But while the Cambridge vaccine order was compulsory, it wasn't a forced vaccination. People like Jacobson, who refused to get vaccinated, faced a $5 fine, the equivalent of nearly $150 today. On July 17, 1902, Dr. Spencer issued a criminal complaint against Jacobson and other anti-vaccine activists to collect the $5 fine. Now, of course, Biden's gone further than this. If you don't get the vaccine, you're fired. You're fired. It's more than 150 bucks a day. Now, the broader battle over the validity of vaccination science reached a fever pitch during the smallpox outbreak. Anti-vaccination groups citing alleged cases of death and deformity from bad reactions to smallpox vaccines called the compulsory vaccinators the greatest crime of the age, claiming that it slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent children. In response, newspaper editorials characterized the smallpox vaccination controversy as a conflict between intelligence and ignorance, civilization and barbarism, much like today. The New York Times dismissed anti-vaccine activists as a familiar species of cranks who are deficient in the power to judge science. This would be the New York Times that went on to cover up the Holocaust, by the way. It was against this heated backdrop that Jacobson fought his $5 fine, first in state trial court, then by appeal to the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court. He wanted to present evidence that vaccines themselves were dangerous and ineffective, but the judges wouldn't hear it. Instead, his chief argument became compulsion to introduce disease into a healthy system is a violation of liberty specifically the personal liberty he believed was guaranteed by the U.S. and Massachusetts constitutions. So the highest court in Massachusetts rejected Jacobson's claim, siding instead with the authority of public health officials to determine the best methods for fighting an epidemic. Not ready to give up, Jacobson appealed to his, his case to the U.S. Supreme Court in 1905, where he was accompanied by officers of the Massachusetts Anti-Compulsory Vaccination Association. It's a famous case. In the case known as Jacobson versus Massachusetts, Jacobson's lawyers argued that the Cambridge vaccination order was a violation of their 14th Amendment rights, which forbade the state from depriving any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. A question then was whether the right to refuse vaccination was among those protected of the personal liberties. The Supreme Court rejected Jacobson's argument and dealt the anti-vaccination movement a stinging loss, Writing for the majority, Justice John Marshall Harlan acknowledged the fundamental importance of personal freedom, but also recognized that rights of the individual in respect of his liberty may at times, under the pressure of great dangers, be subjected to such restraint to be enforced 
by reasonable regulations as the safety of the general public may demand. This decision established what became known as the reasonableness test. The government had the authority to pass laws that restricted individual liberty if those restrictions, including the punishment for violating them, were found by the court to be a reasonable means for achieving a public good. Bottom line, there had to be some kind of real and substantial connection between the law itself and legitimate purposes. Now, the Jacobson decision provided a powerful, controversial precedent for the extent of government authority in the early 20th century. In 1922, the Supreme Court heard another vaccination case, this time concerning a Texas student named Rosalind Zuck, who was barred from attending public school because her parents refused to have her vaccinated. Zuck's lawyers argued the school district's ordinance requiring proof of vaccination denied her equal protection of laws under the 14th Amendment. The court disagreed. Justice Brandeis wrote in the unanimous decision long before the suit was instituted, and they cite Jacobson versus Massachusetts. Now, I want you to listen to this. In a far darker chapter, the Jacobson decision also provided judicial cover for a Virginia law that authorized the involuntary sterilization of, quote, feeble-minded, unquote, individuals in state mental institutions. In the 1920s, eugenics enjoyed wide support in scientific and medical circles, and the Supreme Court justices were not immune. In the infamous 1927 case Buck v. Bell, the Supreme Court accepted the questionable facts, so-called, presented in the lower court cases of a young Virginia woman named Carrie Bell, hailed from a long line of mental defectives whose offspring were a burden on the public welfare. Oliver Wendell Holmes wrote a chilling opinion. Holmes, that is. The principle that sustains compulsory vaccination is broad enough to cover cutting the fallopian tubes in this case. Now, the Buck decision opened the floodgates, and by 1930, a total of 24 states had passed involuntary sterilization laws, and around 60,000 women were ultimately sterilized under these statutes, sanctified by the Supreme Court. Bell versus, excuse me, Buck versus Bell is the most extreme and barbaric example of the Supreme Court justifying a law in the name of public health. And then they write, a lot changed since 1905, including the ways in which the court decides if certain laws and statutes violated individuals' constitutional rights. Now, I want to pick it up from here because I have a hard break, but please stick with me because there's more information here that's relevant. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition.
So Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes, appointed by Republican, nonetheless a so-called progressive, he writes in the decision of Buck versus Bell, the principle that sustains compulsory vaccination is broad enough to cover cutting the fallopian tubes. Three generations of imbeciles are enough. And Buck opened uh, the floodgates. By 1930, a total of 24 states were involved in involuntary sterilization. This is why some people fear the power of government. Mark, that would never happen again. Folks, that was in the 1920s and 30s. At the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, as states issued lockdown orders that closed businesses and prohibited large gatherings, several judges justified those restrictions based on Jacobson versus Massachusetts. Since it was the most recent decision explicitly addressing state powers during a disease epidemic, even if it was 115 years old. But in a reversal, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in 2020 against broadly applying the logic of Jacobson to all COVID-19 lockdown restrictions. In Roman Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn versus Andrew Coma, the court decided the state of New York violated the constitutional rights of citizens, wanted to safely gather in churches and synagogues during the pandemic. The reasoning was the lockdown laws barred religious gatherings altogether, while still allowing secular business to operate at limited capacity. As vaccines against COVID-19 became readily available across the U.S., employers, including government agencies, hospitals, and so forth, started to mandate the shots at employees. That followed a joint statement from a major medical group encouraging the policy. Now, this is where we are, you see, because one of the arguments that is, I assume can be made will be that Joe Biden has the southern border open. Illegal aliens coming into the country do not have to be tested, do not have to be vaccinated. Even people coming in from Afghanistan do not have to be vaccinated. So people are coming into the country, potentially spreading the virus, while Joe Biden is putting the arm on private businesses and so forth. Then the question is going to be if he actually has the statutory authority. He's using an OSHA regulation. He doesn't have a straight-up statute. He's using an OSHA OSHA regulation. So there are a lot of questions that will be raised. The problem is we have a lot of result-oriented justices and judges below them. That's the problem. But this is a closer question than one might think. And it is a, a, a matter that you do need to concern yourself, given that the federal government did, in fact, as did the state, take extreme measures to abuse power during the course of this. I'll be back. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. So Biden's using an OSHA regulation. And he, if you heard the speech, he sounded like... A fascist, the way he was talking. Lashing out against governors he fears. 
lashing out against 80 million Americans, trying to turn American against American. I'm telling you, it's the same American Marxism model. This man has been in Washington half a century. He'll say anything and do anything from segregation to anything else. And I'll prove it to you. Here's Biden, September 17, 2020, when he was running for president against Donald Trump. Cut uh, cut 27, go. By his own admission, he continued to lie about COVID-19. He doubled down on the catastrophic mistakes that he's made. And perhaps, worst of all, he made clear that he still doesn't have a plan to bring us out of this crisis. He even said, and I quote, a lot of people think that masks are not good, undercutting the easiest, most effective means we have for reducing the spread of this disease. I would call all the governors to the White House and say, and because there's a question, I think it can be answered in the positive, a question whether I can mandate over state lines that every single state has to comply. Our legal team thinks I can do that based upon the degree to which there's a crisis in those states and how bad things are for the country. And if we don't do it, what happens? But I would make the case. I'd make the case why it's necessary. I'd have the scientists to raid to lay out in detail why. And I would go to every governor, and I'd go to governors related to Republican and Democratic governors, and I'd say, we have to have this national mandate. We must do it. The National Science Foundation is coordinating with the CDC and other agencies. They indicate that the first group of people that should get the uh, vaccine, if and when it is available, are people at the greatest risk. And that includes everything from nursing homes to people with serious pre-existing conditions that would cause people to be in real trouble. A lot of those people happen to be black and brown happen to be black and brown. And so it would be based Let's stop there. So I want black and brown people to understand that for the most part, this is aimed at you. Just want people to understand that. Now, the media won't report this. But most of the people he's talking, not all, obviously, but most of the people he's talking about are black and brown people who are very hesitant to take these vaccines. And the media won't tell you that. So I'm telling you that. Go ahead. The degree of exposure would go first, though, I would argue, but I have a scientific board laid out for me. It would go first, as laid out for me today, to first responders, doctors and nurses, the people who most we're most needed to have available to deal with our crises, health as well as physical crises in, in our communities. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't hear him say uh, that he doesn't trust uh, the vaccines there, Mr. Producer, in Cut 27. That said, let's listen to Cut 28, and he did say that, as a matter of fact. Uh, that he do- I don't trust Trump on vaccines, is what he says during the course of this also. So he planted that seed. Now, Cut 28, go. Do you trust that in the situation where we're in now, that the public health experts and the scientists will get the last word on the efficacy of a vaccine. If past is prologue, that they will not. They'll be muzzled. They'll be suppressed. They will be sidelined because he's looking at an election coming up in less than 60 days, and, um, and he's grasping for whatever he can 
get to pretend that he has been a leader on this issue when he is not. So let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. Um, I will say that I would not trust Donald Trump. And it would have to be a credible source of information that talks about the um, the efficacy and the and the reliability of whatever he's talking about. I will not take his word for it. This amazing. They campaign against the vaccines if it's during the Trump presidency. And yet these are the vaccines that were developed during the Trump presidency. Now they want to mandate them. Now they want to, he has no plan for fighting the virus or the Delta variant. His plan is to control the American people. That's the plan. The plan is mandate. That's the plan. Now here he is, December 2020, and talking again about mandating Vaccines. Cut seven. Go. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. It's like okay, I don't that's think- it. You see how he lies all the time. This is why nobody trusts this fool. I don't think it should be mandatory. I don't trust Trump on vaccines. She says I won't take Trump's word for it. And now they're insisting that people take it, and they're exercising extraordinary power. Even though over 70% of the population for whom it is safe to take the vaccine have taken the vaccine, they're using extraordinary power to try and force the number to go up. To try to force the number to go up. And on July 4th, rather than celebrating the founding, because we know that's all about white supremacy, Joe Biden made a big, a big thing of that day was to celebrate how they were destroying the pandemic. Cut 29, go. The 4th of July is a day of special celebration. For we are emerging from the darkness of years, a year of pandemic and isolation, a year of pain, fear, and heartbreaking loss. Just think back to where this nation was a year ago. Think back to where you were a year ago. And think about how far we've come from silent streets. From silent streets. No, 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 we didn't have silent streets. We had your, your supporters rioting and burning buildings down. Don't you remember, Joe? Go ahead. Lined with people waving American flags. From empty stadiums and arenas to fans back in their seats cheering together again. From families pressing hands against a window to grandparents hugging their grandchildren once again. We're back traveling again. We're back seeing one another again. Businesses are opening and hiring again. We're seeing record job creation and record economic growth. The best in four decades, and I might add, the best in the world. 
Today, all across this nation, we can say with confidence, America is coming back together. 245 years ago, we declared our independence from a distant king. Today, we are closer than ever to declaring our independence from a deadly virus. That's not to say the battle against COVID-19 is over. We've got a lot more work to do. But just as our declaration in 1776 was not a call to action, was a call to action, not a reason for complacency or claim of victory, was the call to action. The same is true today. All right. You get the point. He's a buffoon. He's a liar. Uh, he is, uh, he's, a, he's a street thug politician. I told you this many times, turning American against America. Now, those who aren't vaccinated are, are the enemy. They're killing everybody. And the governors who don't agree with him are killing people too. He basically said this today. Mr. Wide Open Borders, illegal aliens with this virus and God knows what other disease are coming across the border, two and a half million or so by the time it's the end of his uh, first year in office. Not a word about it. Nothing. Not a word about it. Not a word. Now, I know this virus is serious. I got vaccinated as soon as I could. My family did as well. It's because I talked to my doctor. I was never afraid of the Trump vaccines. I never created skepticism about any vaccines. I raised questions about the idiotic arguments this administration had been making, undermining their own claims. The imbecilic nature of what's come out of Fauci's mouth and Collins's mouth and all the rest of them. The CDC that wants to regulate guns. And wants to regulate landlords and tenants. No reason to distrust them, is, is there, ladies and gentlemen? We all know, we've all witnessed, not just this virus, but out-of-control government at the local and state levels. We've watched out-of-control government in the last eight months at the federal level. We've watched out-of-control government in our school boards. We've watched certain special interests who get special privileges including the teachers' unions. But follow the science, ladies and gentlemen. Now, follow your doctor. Because too many quacks work in this administration and too many quacks are on TV quacking away. We don't need to be told about vaccines. We understand what a vaccine is. If you'd listen to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and their mouthpieces in the media, and I don't remember any broadcast groups or anything else condemning any damn one of them. If you'd listened to them, you would never have taken the vaccine. Now they insist that you take the Trump vaccines. And the therapeutics also developed under Trump. And I'll ask this question that I've asked many nights before. Where are the new vaccines? Where are the new uh, therapeutics? We're spending trillions and trillions and Trillions more. Why aren't they developing other cutting-edge medicines and treatments? Trump had it done in nine months. This guy's getting into the ninth month of his presidency. And his answer? What's his answer? I'm going to throw people out of work. 
especially minorities. I'm going to throw them out of work if they don't do what I say. While they're massively expanding the welfare state, food stamps, free college, 12 weeks, family leave, on and on and on. If you're vaccinated, excuse me, if you're not vaccinated for a variety of reasons, you're the new enemy of the people. Now, is Biden going to get away with this? He knows full well that in this mix we're talking about an awful lot of minorities. He knows that. He doesn't say it. The media won't say it. I'm saying it. You can be pro-vaccine and anti-tyranny. That's me. And this guy uses every opportunity to advance the cause of the iron fist in the police state. Not just with vaccines. He wants to add 80,000 employees to the Internal Revenue Service to hunt you down and audit you. He violates our immigration laws. The board is wide open. He violated the Supreme Court decision telling the CDC to go ahead, regulate private property rights. This man is a terror. He's evil. In addition to being stupid as a door. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Biden says, this isn't about freedom, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't about freedom. Exactly what tyrants always say, Mr. Producer. Abortion, just a choice. Just a choice. Abortion's a choice, that's not a baby. Mandates are not about freedom. We know this about abortion. In 99.999% of the cases, it does actually result in death. That's the science. That's the data. Follow the science. Follow the data. We actually know these are babies. That's the science. Follow the science. Don't be a Neanderthal. Follow the science. No, but it's a choice. So we now have the Attorney General of the United States, who's bringing some lame lawsuit against Texas, because he's saying... That what Texas is doing violates the Constitution. What he means is it violates Roe v. Wade, is what he's trying to say. There's nothing in the Constitution, despite what Scarborough said. So on the one hand, they're fighting against saving lives. In every case, almost, they die, babies. And on the other hand, they're going to punish you if you're not vaccinated. You're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your job. And he announces all this today. His attorney general announces their lawsuit today. What's magical about Thursday? Well, Thursday comes before Friday, and Friday comes before Saturday. And what's Saturday? 20 years since 9-11. 
so cynical and diabolical is this administration, including the highly politicized Attorney General Department of Justice, that they're doing everything they can now to focus attention elsewhere. Now we have to fight mandates. And by the way, I noticed, I'm looking at the transcript here that you sent much of this, Mr. He doesn't use the word mandates. Have you noticed that? Requirements. Jesse Waters was terrific on the five today, by the way. He pointed this out, among other things. I thought he did a great job. Gutfeld, terrific. Dana Perino, terrific. The judge, terrific. Geraldo was Geraldo. And I want to give kudos, a shout-out, to Judge Janine on the 5-2, which I was watching prior to this show. She actually had the guts and the smarts to use the word Marxism. I paraphrase that this is more of the Marxism that this administration and the Democrat Party are involved in. Something to that effect. It caught my ear. And that's what it is. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811, Let's just do basic math. If 70% of the nation, Mr. Producer, and America, of those who can be vaccinated have been vaccinated, I suspect that a, a serious, significant, maybe, percentage the remaining 30% may have natural immunity, right? They may now have the antibodies. Why won't they tell us what percentage of that 30% have the antibodies? Because my point is this. Whether it's through natural immunity or the vaccines, I suspect the number, if you added, the people who've been vaccinated with the number of people who now have natural immunity, is likely... I don't know. They won't tell us. Over 80%? Over 85%? It's got to be in that ballpark, doesn't it, Rich? I mean, I'm, I'm welcome to be educated about this. Somebody knows the information. But it's certainly not mentioned by Biden. It's certainly not mentioned by the media. What percentage of that 30% has natural immunity? It's not zero. It's not zero. And of course, people argue, I mean, top doctors, including from Johns Hopkins, argue that natural immunity is better than the vaccine. So is he now also ordering people who have had the COVID virus, who have natural immunity as a result of it, to get vaccinated too? What's the justification for that? So there are many questions here. I don't trust these numbers because the numbers don't add up. He's talking about the number of people who have been vaccinated. Okay, I'm asking how many people have natural immunity. 
He doesn't mention that. He spoke for 25, 30 minutes. He didn't mention that. And I have another question. If you knew an individual from whom you seek advice, who's been in the federal government for decades, just like you, Biden, that he runs an agency that provided funding, that provided funding for gain-of-function research, that is, taking a virus and making it even a bigger killer virus, how is it that that individual isn't fired? How is it that that individual continues to be a top advisor? How is it that that individual continues to be a, a major draw, claim to have authority on CNN and MSNBC, with the New York Times, with the Washington Post? These bombshell documents that were released by The Intercept, which is a left-wing site. We talked about this. Joseph Wolfson at Fox points it out. Allegations are fueling that Dr. Fauci lied to Congress over whether or not the U.S. government funded gate-of-function research. How come Roger Stone was trashed and others are trashed, being accused of lying to Congress? How is it that people who lie to Congress, like Fauci, not held accountable, they're celebrated? Because he denied during his testimony at Capitol Hill that the National Institutes of Health funded any gate-of-function research in Wuhan. But The Intercept published a story exposing several hundred pages of documents that revealed the U.S. government pumped $3.1 million into American health organization Eco-Alliance to back bat coronavirus research, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and that almost 600000 of the federal money was partially used by that institute run by the communist Chinese, to find and alter bat coronaviruses that could jump to humans and infect them. You know how much coverage that received on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, and, C- and, and uh, NBC through Tuesday and Wednesday? According to Gravian transcripts, zero, Mr. Producer. Zero. Zero. Instead, trash the American people. Trash the American people. Now, I've been vaccinated. I believe in them. Long before Biden and Harris did, they politicized it. On the other hand, if I had the antibodies now, if I had natural immunity, I wouldn't get vaccinated. There's really no point. And yet, I'd lose my job. That's not following the science, ladies and gentlemen. The New York Times, the Washington Post, USA Today, Politico, Axios, the Associated Press also appeared to skip the major development. Cover-up. Censorship. Censorship. Much of the legacy media similarly ignored the damning leaked phone call transcript in July, showing Biden urging then-Afghan President Asharif Ghani to push a perception of stability in, Af- in Afghanistan, whether it's true or not, quote-unquote, ahead of the chaotic military withdrawal and takeover of the Taliban. Follow the science. Listen to Biden. Come on now. This is the Pied Piper of destruction, stupidity, 
and increasingly death. Death. So I have two questions for the corrupt phony media. Number one, how many of the 30% have natural immunity? And why isn't that tallied with the 70% who've been vaccinated? Because it doesn't serve the narrative, ladies and gentlemen. Number two, why isn't Fauci fired? And why isn't the Department of Justice investigating him for possibly lying to Congress? Under oath. And I want to repeat the questions I keep asking week after week, month after month. Just to prove to you how politicized science is in this country. When you abort, you're aborting a baby. Correct, Dr. Fauci? Correct? Pasaki? Correct, Biden? And that they're going to court today to try and stop Texas. Texas. They're going to court today to try and stop Texas from instituting what I consider a very reasonable law. Particularly if you follow the science that these are human beings. I dare any... Keep a line open, Mr. Call Screener. I dare anybody to call this program now and tell me that abortion, especially... Now, let me do it this way. That abortion on demand is not the killing of a baby. That means abortion to the last second. That means partial birth abortion. I want to know the science. I want to know the science. And why is that a choice? Because the Supreme Court said so? I don't make moral decisions to you based on what the Supreme Court says. I don't. Or what the government says or doesn't say. You either have morality or you don't. Now the Biden-Pelosi-Schumer position isn't... You know, abortions, but only in certain cases, only in limited... No, no. It's abortion on demand. What do you think of that? What's the science say? So as I just said in the first hour, one hand, they're going to court to demand abortion on demand in the state of Texas for any reason. On the other hand, the same governor is attacked by the same administration because he will not mandate vaccinations. And Biden said another lie today. There's so many it's hard to keep track. He talked about these governors who oppose vaccines. There's not a single governor in the country that opposes vaccines, including DeSantis and Abbott. That is a, that is a flat-out, grotesque lie that comes out of this mouth endlessly. Biden's mouth. Endlessly. The media covering up for Fauci? The media covering up The incongruity in the science, the arguments about abortion versus the virus, 
The media have no curiosity about this 30% who haven't been vaccinated. None. None. Because it undermines the narrative. Meantime, they don't want to talk about Afghanistan either. Because it undermines their man and their agenda. All the talk about a plane in Kabul was allowed to leave. Right. What about the planes that are stuck? What about the planes that are stuck? Marjorie Sharif. The charter flights that can't get out, blocked by the Taliban. And I'm going to tell you something. Mark my words on this. This administration is selling out to the Taliban. They will do whatever they have to do in order to make it look like they're actually making progress with this terrorist regime. They're celebrating the release of one jet. They wouldn't even acknowledge the existence 24, 36 hours ago. But the satellites picked it up. Then they couldn't deny it. And then they said, yes, we're working with the Taliban. Who else are we going to work with? Right, because you, you gave them the country. Okay, great. But they don't want to talk about the other flights, the other jets, at all. They don't want to talk about the American citizens at all. They don't want to talk about 80,000 or so Afghans who helped us who are stuck there at all. They're very unhappy with the, with the lack of gender diversity among the terrorists, four of whom came out of Guantanamo, thanks to Barack Milhouse, Benito Obama, who are running the country. And by the way, Obama puts out a video supporting Newsom. Harris is out in California supporting Newsom. Biden's going to shuffle his way out there and support Newsom. Really, ladies and gentlemen? That's supposed to help? Obama's responsible for these four terrorists who are leading now the government, the regime. Otherwise, they'd still be in Guantanamo Bay. Biden's responsible for the Taliban takeover and all the hell that's come with that. Otherwise, we'd still have that country neutralized. And one other point, because there's a lot to unravel here. Notice this, America. Whatever is happening, whatever threat exists, it's your fault. It's your fault. There's racism everywhere. It's your fault. There's climate change. That's because of you and the way you live. The virus, 80 million of you. It's your fault. It's not your government's fault. Maybe it's nature. Maybe it's another. No, no. It's your fault. As the circle of liberty around every single one of you is tightening and tightening and tightening. As your right to vote. As your right to vote is evaporating if they pass this law right before your eyes while they're claiming it expands the right to vote. Because this is what they do. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I... We have a caller here who is, uh, unfortunately now, a gold star mother. 
Kathy McCollum, who lost her son Riley not that long ago, what, a few days, really, a few weeks ago. How are you doing, ma'am? I am well, sir. Well, I'm not really well, but I'm hanging in. Your blood must be boiling. It just must be boiling uh, oh. about what's happened here. You I have mean, no uh, idea. Yep. Well, tell the nation. You, you no called. I just actually. Yeah. Oh, uh, I I just heard Biden talking about frontline workers and how they needed to be vaccinated. And my son was the ultimate frontline worker. You know what I mean? Yeah. My son was the ultimate frontline worker. He just sacrificed his life to appease a president who was trying to appease China and appease Russia and remove himself from Afghanistan so that China could take over our airports to it is the most disgusting thing in the entire world. And, and, sir, I will talk to you about any topic you would prefer to talk about. I'm well-versed in all of them. Um, mm-hmm. The whole mask mandate is absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. The, the taking away of our liberties is absolutely absurd. Um, my boyfriend is a um, – I won't say where he works. No. But they are telling him he now has to be mandated – um, to have a vaccine, and he's going to refuse it. He is an Iraqi war veteran, and he is not going to kowtow. Um, I believe both of us have already been exposed to COVID, and I will not give in. I will not be vaccinated for a uh, whatever disease I've already had. I will not do it, and he will not either. Mm-hmm. But for Biden to come on and tell the world that the first, the, the, you know, the frontline workers are so important when he didn't give a crap about my son. And when I was in Dover watching my son come off that plane mm-hmm. and Biden was sleeping, walking like a zombie, trying to get up the plane ramp, never once did he acknowledge me. I am the only mother who did not request to not speak with him, that was not acknowledged by Joe Biden. He mm-hmm. slept through it. He checked his watch after in, in some of the uh, Gold Star families say that um, that it happened after every uh, service member came off that plane. I will say that I actually witnessed it seven times. And mm-hmm. I was standing in formation. Um, I wasn't a part of the original 11 or the last 12, or the last two, I was standing in formation with my boyfriend, who was an Iraqi war veteran. And I just thank God that he was there with me to hold me up and support me. I will say that the military treated me like, I mean, I I can never thank the Marines enough for what they did for me, for getting us there, because um, we were not originally supposed to be there um i i just i i'm I'm so disgusted i'm so disgusted watching nancy pelosi turn her back now i have to take a hard break it's up to you uh do you want to hold on a little bit or do you want to go or i would like to talk to you a little bit oh that would be wonderful sir all right you know all right you hang in there we'll be right back with you 
Well, uh, Kathy McCullum is on the line. Her son, Riley McCullum, was murdered. Uh, One of the 13 beautiful heroes, Americans, uh, in this... uh, I I don't know what to say, ma'am. Would you let me do something for you? Absolutely. Okay. There are millions of people listening right now. And we all want to reach out to you. And we're all tearing up. And we can't imagine what this is like. Well, some can, but most of us can't. And so, in honor of your son and the other 12 who passed away, I want to play something. Go ahead, Mr. Producer. While the storm clouds gather Far across the sea Let us swear allegiance To a land that's free Let us all be So fair as we raise our voices, voices in a solemn prayer. God bless America. From above, from the mountains to the prairies, to the oceans, white with foam, God bless America, my home, sweet home, God bless Ms. McCollum, I just, I just want you to know that the patriots in this country weep for you and your family. And if there's ever anything I can do for you, anything, I want you to leave your phone number with Mr. Callscreener, and you'll let me know, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just... The reason I had to call in is because I think that Biden whitewashing all of this and sacrificing my son to cover for his ineptitude and his, um, you know, he's bought out. He's bought out by everybody. And it makes me sick that my Mm -hmm. son just died. So, and I've said it before for a photo op. He wanted September 11th to be his 
big moment, and all it turned out to be was a debacle. And he allowed my son to die. He didn't have any of the correct military in place to funnel in people correctly. He allowed terrorists to walk up on my son, set off a bomb, and kill my son. And for every Democrat, it, you, I, I, I know I shouldn't say they're complicit, but they are. They, they, you know the the media. You have a right to say whatever you want. Your ridden. Thank you, sir. I mean, they knew he was dementia ridden. They knew he couldn't lead our country. They knew that they had everybody in place they wanted to, to, to implement all of their bullcrap, freaking green agenda, the the feckless CIA, the feckless FBI, all the people who are embedded in the deep state. It is absolutely disgusting. And my son died so that these people could have power. They they diminished our president. President Trump is the most incredible president we have ever had. Wasn't around for Lincoln or Washington, but, um, you know, loved, loved Reagan. But I'm just saying, you know, he was an incredible man. He did this selflessly. Everything President Trump did was out of selflessness. He vowed years ago that if our country needed him, he would step up. And what happened? The deep state spent every waking moment, every freaking politician that's in China's pocket. We can talk about Feinstein. She may have been a un, uh, unknowing whatever she was, 26 years with a freaking Chinese uh, chauffeur, um, Swalwell having sex with a Chinese um Whatever she was. You're, you're really the, up on all this stuff. Sir, I know every aspect of everything that has gone on in this government in the last six years. Um, I can tell you everything. And we all know what's happened. We know who's bought out. We know that Pelosi's husband has ties to China. We even know that Mitch McConnell has tries, ties to China. We know that we are allowing... Chinese students to come into our universities and steal our intellectual property. It has become so disgusting, sir, that I cannot even take it anymore. The, 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 the ineptitude, the allowing our borders to become open. I live in Montrose, Colorado, sir. I walk into a grocery store to Target, to Walmart, and the only thing I see is illegals with their little EBT car, EBT cards, getting free groceries. They were shipped up here. They were, they had free airfare. I can't get free airfare. I don't get free food. I don't get free housing. But every illegal, not one of them speaks English. They've got their EBT cards, and they're freaking getting free groceries on my dime. I have worked since I was 14 years old, usually two to three jobs at a time. I own four businesses simultaneously, and this, and I am now being treated like a second-class citizen because I'm a Republican. And it is the most deplorable, disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. Let me ask you a question. And then, I'm, and then I'll, we'll have to part. <clears throat> My question is this. Your last conversation with Riley, when was that and what was discussed, if you're able to say? Oh, 
absolutely. So um, on February 14th, um, well, okay, let, let me preface all this real quick. So um, Riley called me, and in, in, in one conversation I got, hey, Mom, um, Gigi's pregnant. We're getting married at the Little White Chapel in Vegas, and I'm being deployed two weeks after. So that was that was the main conversation. And then I said to him, well, um, my boyfriend, who is a 10-year Army veteran, was in um, Iraq, March 03, first wave over. Um, Bobby said, hey, we're going to the wedding. So we went to the wedding. And um, it was just me and Gigi and Riley and Bobby. And my bucket list was to get in my convertible and drive down the strip. And I guess the greatest moment was having Riley and his really big pregnant wife sitting on the back of my convertible, driving down the strip, watching the um, watching the fountains at the Bellagio. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, it was Valentine's Day. And um, we talked about his service. And the fact that um, most people, I don't know, most people probably don't know. My son um, had a genius IQ. He was a brilliant man, um, could have done anything he wanted to do, but he wanted to be a Marine sniper. And so instead of taking a different path, he chose to be a Marine sniper. And um, I will say that um, I think the brotherhood that he was involved in um, may have been the happiest time of his life. So I guess that was that was our last conversation, knowing that I was getting a grandbaby and getting to see him get married at the little white chapel um, and, and getting to see Gigi with her big old belly, which she probably won't appreciate, but that's okay. That's okay. It was, um, it was very special, and that was February 14th, so... Well, Kathy McCollum, I want to thank you very, very much. Call any time and don't hang up, okay? All right, sir. Thank you. And God bless you. Don't hang up. Thank you. And we'll be right back. Mud Lovin'. something a little bit unusual for me. We're going to take some callers this hour and next hour early on because we have great callers. I also want to remind you, uh, those of you who are able to, to get your copies of American Marxism. I'm hearing it more and more referenced by guests on TV and so forth, and the language being used in there too. So we really do need to spread the word. Things are getting worse. They're not getting better. The speech that Biden gave today He talks down to the American people. This is a very stupid man. He's been stupid his whole life. Talks down to the American people. He threatens the American people. He doesn't talk to the Taliban the way he talks about the American people. He doesn't talk about the Taliban the way he talks about Republican governors, as I've mentioned before. This is a really sick guy. And yet he is surrounded by equally sick and evil people. And they're trying to impose their will on us. They will impose their will by executive order. They will impose their will by economic threats. They will impose their will by by passing legislation, by packing the courts. They will do whatever they can do. 
whatever they got. He shows more respect to Putin than he does us, more respect to Xi than he does us, the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran than he does us. What kind of president? Have you ever heard of a president who gets up there and just starts threatening 80 million Americans and, and uh, talking down to all the rest of us and then turning 80 million Americans against uh, 200 million? And what, what, where the hell does this guy think he is? My friend, uh, let's see here, what do we have? Professor Gengor, my earlier talking about the vaccines, what about the people who have immunity? And he sent me a link to the CDC, and the CDC says as of May 29, 2021, as of May 29, 2021, three, four months ago, 120.2 million Americans have had COVID. And as he points out, this is of colossal importance to the vaccination debate. So the overwhelming majority of this 120.2 million, three or four months ago, have natural immunity. So according to the best science that we've been here, they don't have to be vaccinated. And this is what I keep talking about. They say that 70% of the people who can be vaccinated have been vaccinated. Okay. And then you have 120.2 million people who've gotten COVID. So the vast majority of them have natural immunity and don't need to be vaccinated. So what percentage of the remaining 30% are we talking about here in terms of immunity? See, here's my concern. My concern isn't science. I believe science. My concern is that Joe Biden is a friggin' liar. That's my concern. He will do anything for power. He will do anything for advantage. We see it. The horrific events that took place in Afghanistan. The horrific, the horrific events that are taking place on the border. As every day, day in and day out. Like it's not happening. Like it's not happening. And now, look at this. CDC reports that 35 million Americans have tested positive for COVID. The real number of COVID is much higher. In fact, the CDC estimates that at least 120 million Americans have had COVID. And I'm looking at the page. You can dig it up yourself. So exactly what number are we talking about here? Exactly what are we talking about here? I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? And uh, on the same page I'm looking at CDC, estimated number of deaths, 767,000. Well, when Biden took over, it was about 600,000. So Biden is trying to immunize himself. He takes no responsibility. He's blaming the unvaccinated. Now, that is a weird word, unvaccinated. If you've had COVID, you're among the unvaccinated. Are you the enemy too? You have natural immunity. Now, this is according to the CDC, or at least it once was, that you have natural immunity. This is the whole idea of herd immunity. And this, this virus isn't the first time people have had natural immunity. And uh, he's not blamed for any deaths. There's no Operation Warp Speed taking place under Biden. He still has Fauci who, in my view, 
should be subject to a very serious investigation, if not criminal investigation, in my opinion. And we're throwing out numbers like 70% have been vaccinated, 30% have not, 80 million have not. Uh, they, 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 he's calling it the unvaccinated deaths and, and illnesses that are occurring now. But there's many people who have natural immunity that haven't been vaccinated. This is what I mean. He and his people just keep lying. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. So, Professor Paul Kendor, a friend of mine, no slouch when it comes to IQ. He writes the following. So, according to the CDC itself, an estimated 120 million Americans have been infected with COVID. Then there are another 200 million plus who've been vaccinated. Many of those infected were pressured into getting vaccinated anyway. Still add up those numbers and there's surely close to 300 million Americans with natural immunity or artificial immunity out of 330 million. And many of the 330 million are children, babies. So the natural immunity question is crucial and yet the feds aren't even discussing it. Well, this is my point as well. When you throw around the unvaccinated, Joe Biden is assuming that people out there will be as stupid as he is and say, hey, yeah, he's 80 million unvaccinated. You say, wait a minute, wait a minute, I, I, I've got immunity on that, but you're not vaccinated. Don't you get it? I am vaccinated. But that has nothing to do with anything. I wonder if Salam, what was that putz's name, Zachary something or other, Mr. Producer? Pizzarelli? Pizzarelli? Pepperoni? What was his name? Anyway, he's a little, uh, he's a mental midget. Zachary over there at Salon, speaking of left-wing kook sites. I wonder if Zachary is going to write articles about this. What it means to be unvaccinated and that Joe Biden first was opposed to the Trump vaccinations. Now he, he can't get enough of them. Or Kamala Harris, same thing. He'd rather write about the poor souls who've been in talk radio who've passed away. This is how sick these bastards are. This is, by the way, how's uh, Tom Nichols' book doing, Mr. Producer? I think it's dead. And he wasn't a professor. I made him say he's an adjunct instructor. He's an instructor? Ooh, must be highly qualified. Plus advising the Lincoln Project. Well, uh, anyway. By the way, did, uh, did Paul Krugman, Krugman ever get back to us, Mr. Producer? Paul! New York slide, Paul! We want to chat with you, Paul! Coward. Remember Jen Psaki? She was the State uh, Department uh, spokes idiot in 2015. Uh, and she was such an idiot that Biden said, hey, I like her. She's an idiot. So he made her his press secretary. 
And here she is back in 2015. Peter Ducey might want to pick this one up. Boy, is he a good journalist or what? That kid has courage and smarts. He just does. And she's being questioned by Megyn Kelly. Listen to this. Cut one. Go. As folks look at, you know, the fact that Bo Bergdahl is now being charged and we have these three of the five Taliban commanders trying to return to terror, they're asking this question. Was it worth it? Well, let me first say, as you know, as a lawyer, this is a military justice issue being handled by the Army. This is a step in the process, and there are many steps past here. Was it worth it? Absolutely. Mindy Weinstein? Absolutely. I'm paid to be a stupid mouthpiece, you know. Was it worth it? Absolutely. Absolutely worth it. Maybe to you, you jerk, because you don't live over there. Because you're not stuck behind enemy lines. You notice how brave and brazen these clowns are? Because they don't have any threats from the Taliban, or Al-Qaeda, or ISIS, or any of the other cockroaches. Was it worth it? Absolutely worth it. Well, ask Ms. McCollum, who just called here. It was worth it. And you're a lawyer. You know it's the military justice issue. It wasn't the military justice issue. Obama swapped them for a traitor. And by the way, Obama and domestic terrorists... He was handing out pardons like lollipops. And his buddies, his domestic terrorist buddies, I think the January 6th committee should expand and investigate him. What do you think of that? No. Now you've gone too far. But it was absolutely worth it, ladies and gentlemen. How do these people get back in government? How do they get back in government? Representative Roe Kahana from California, Democrat. I've never been a fan of this guy, but when it comes to this issue, he's been quite honest. Shockingly, because he's a Democrat, and most of them have been lying through their teeth. Look at Nancy Pelosi. She's been lying through her dentures for weeks. Cut four, go. Well, Jake, first of all, there are American citizens. I know we uh, have cases with American citizens still there. We have 600 requests that we're still working on. Here's what I don't... All from American citizens? Not all, about about a dozen from American citizens. Uh, And so there's still many of them who can't get out. And the idea that they don't want to leave is not true. We have cases of people who want to leave and aren't able to leave, who were beaten getting to the airport. Got that, Jake? Got it? No, 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 you don't understand. We're making progress. They're business people now. The Taliban, they're, they're really, you just got to get to know them. Plus, who else are we going to deal with? Now that we burn the country down, who else are we going to deal with? Jed Johnson, Obama, DHS secretary. He sees it. He understands. Cut five, go. First, I was stunned by the graphic you showed. Two of the individuals now part of the Afghan government, members of the Taliban, who were suspected terrorist ties, one of whom is the interior minister. That was right. That's my counterpart. He's effectively the secretary of Homeland Security for Afghanistan. So oh, that's well. quite striking. Oh, well. Oh, well. What can you do? It's just, uh, all right, let's, let's do something productive. I have an idea. Let's take some calls, shall we? I think we will. Yeah, I saw that. Let us go to, um, 
Let's go to Daniel, Jacksonville, Florida, the great WBOB. Go right ahead. How you doing, Mark? Uh, all right. First of all, I want to, you know, our hearts go out to the McCullum family. Nice. Uh, it's just tragic. So God bless them. Um, so my family, we own a, a heavy construction company in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, we have about 500 employees. We're blessed. We have great, a great business and great employees. And uh, Biden puts out this rule today, and I, it, he's trying to he's trying to destroy my business, Mark. And um, I, you know, I don't know how I enforce this without people leaving. It, it's hard enough with the labor shortages already, with supply shortages, equipment shortages, prices are through the roof. It, it is. It is so difficult, and he puts one more thing on us, and, and my, me and my family spoke, and, and we're, we're not complying with this one. Uh, this is the hill we'll die on, and uh, you know, I'm sitting here holding my copy of American Marxism, and, uh, <laughs> you know, if I may read one sentence from your book, is that okay? Yeah, yeah sure. Okay, so it's the very first paragraph of, of the book, and it's the last sentence, and uh, it says, of course, the primary difference between the counter-revolution and the American Revolution is that the former seeks to destroy American society and impose autocratic rule, and the latter sought to protect American society and institute representative government. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just that, – that sums it up, and that's where we're at. And uh, this man is trying to, uh, trying to destroy my business and the lives of – let me give you some, some friendly advice. You should find a couple other small businesses in a similar situation and be prepared to invest in a lawyer to sue, this, to sue them over this. Uh, I think you at least have some arguments to make, uh, but look at, look, at, look at you, a small businessman. You have to compete with the federal government and the checks they've been handing out. Uh, you, your taxes are expected to go through the roof now. Uh, the inflation drives up the price of labor, drives up the price of materials and goods. You can only pass on so much of that. Your profit margin is getting walloped. You just came through a pandemic, and now he's saying you must make sure that every one of your employees is vaccinated or tested every single week. And if you're an employee and you're getting a check, you're going to screw this, I'm leaving. I'm not putting up with it. And... Yes, sir. And, and and these guys, you know, they're this salt of the earth type of people, and uh, they're not going to be told what to do when it comes to their medical advice. And uh, they can just easily go down the road to a company that's smaller, and that's not 100 people, and they can get a job tomorrow. That's and actually I, I, a know. great point. All these unintended consequences that he doesn't care about because he's never run a business. He's never run a business. Uh-huh. He's been on the public payroll his entire friggin' life. And you just raised two excellent points that I hadn't even thought about. But yeah, this oh, is no, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm just, it's this is just you know you can it started with healthcare. Uh, you know he I love how the government pushes all of their mandates and Marxism onto the business owner. You know it's not let the government's not telling you to get vaccinated. It's your your employer that's telling you to get vaccinated now. They make it my problem, and I had to be. Isn't that amazing? And their Marxism, and yeah. I refuse to do it. It's like they enlist the uh, big tech to, uh, to do their censorship for them. Daniel, God bless you. Don't hang up. We'll send you a signed copy of American Marxism. I have a caller here I'm not going to take. Supports abortion, not a baby in the first six months. It's not a baby in the first six months? Is that woman following the science? No, she's a nut. If you're going to argue 
that you support abortion for some reason. You can't argue it's not a baby in the first six months. So I'm not going to even deal with this. You're calling the wrong show. You're calling the wrong show. You want to debate it on a different issue, a choice issue, or some other moral issue, fine. But no, we don't deal with baby deniers. Baby deniers. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Let me show you how bad this is. This statement was put out July 29th by the Federation of State Medical Boards, Boards of Directors. Quote, physicians who generate and spread COVID-19 vaccine misinformation or disinformation are risking disciplinary action by state medical boards, including the suspension or revocation of their medical license. Due to their specialized knowledge and training, licensed physicians possess a high degree of public trust and therefore have a powerful platform in society, whether they recognize it or not. They also have an ethical and professional responsibility to practice medicine the best interests of their patients. I must share information that's factual, scientifically grounded, and consensus driven for the betterment of public health. Spreading inaccurate COVID-19 vaccine information contradicts that responsibility, threatens the further road public trust in the medical profession, and puts all patients at risk. In other words, if you don't go along with the Biden administration's line, they will threaten your medical license. Now, you would expect the Federation of State Medical Boards. Why don't we try and get one of these guys on here, Mr. Producer? Let's see here. Let me, let me uh, hold on one second. That was signed by Warren Newton, MD, President and CEO, American Board of Family Medicine. Richard C. Barron, MD, President and CA, CEO, American Board of Internal Medicine. David G. Nichols, MD, President and CEO, American Board of Pediatrics. See if you can get one of them to come on the show. I want to discuss uh, the unvaccinated with them. And what exactly do they mean by this? Who are they talking about? Uh, Not tomorrow, uh, but we can try and bring them on Monday. Tomorrow's show, of course, we'll be spending some time on 9-11. At 7.30 Eastern Time, we'll have our dear friend Deborah Burlingame on the program. Um, As you know, her brother died and was murdered. On flight 77 out of uh, out of uh, Reagan National, it was horrific. She's a lawyer. She's brilliant. I've gotten to know her, and uh, and so we'll be having Deborah on as well as as our anniversary program. We'll be getting into some other issues as well. I don't know how you can ignore Afghanistan, the Taliban, and what's happened 20 years later, and we won't ignore them. And we will talk about these things and more, and as well as, uh, as your participation. It's a big deal. The NYPD, how they've been attacked and undermined 20 years later. Just shocking. Just appalling. So you want to be here for all three hours. Um, no brag, just fact. I think we handle this better than most. And why do I say that? Because my broadcast career started in New York. Most people start in Podunk. I started in New York. On the great WABC when it was part of the ABC radio networks. 
And I think the station, as well as other stations, but this one in particular has got the fourth ownership, maybe the fifth since then. Uh, but we're steady Eddie here, and we'll, uh, we'll continue to talk about it for the whole nation. Let us see here, Mr. Producer. Let me, uh, give me one second. I'm going to pull up the call. Here we go. All right, let us go to uh, Mike, Mount Clemens, Michigan, XM Satellite, a veteran. Mike, how are you? How you doing, Mr. Levin? It's a privilege and uh, honor to talk to you. Thanks, Mike. So uh, what I wanted to say was, uh, you'll have to excuse me if it's a little noisy. I'm driving my son home. Uh, So not only am I a reservist with 18 years of collective service in both the Marine Corps and the Navy, but I also work for the big three. Mm -hmm. Okay? I just got hit with a double whammy today because now i got to decide not only between my career in the Navy and my pension, but also the financial well-being of my family through my civilian job. So, mm-hmm. and like what you said, I got COVID on orders in June. I recovered from it. Worst thing I had was no smell, no taste. So you had the, you had COVID, you have the natural immunity now, and now they're telling you, if you don't get the vaccine, you're out pretty much, right? I'm out. I'm going to be out of the Navy. I'm going to be out of a job at Chrysler unless unless they do the weekly testing, which and I this, will do. This, ladies and gentlemen, is what Joe Biden is doing to America and hardworking America. Mark Levin, simply the smartest man on radio. And you can call him 877-381-3811. You know, folks, here's the thing. Why is it right-wing or controversial or to be anti-vax or to believe in liberty? You can support vaccinations without supporting tyranny. Why is it controversial or right-wing to use common sense, to demand evidence, and to look at the data and the statistics? even put out by the government. You see, it's not controversial. The demand is that we all line up behind the Democrats, Biden, Schumer, Pelosi, and walk off the edge of the cliff with them. And I refuse to do it. Now this word, unvaccinated, is very important to understand. That unvaccinated gobbles up a lot of people who are already immune. It gobbles up a lot of people who can't take the vaccinations. And then when you look at the CDC numbers, you have to scratch your head. Wait a minute, 120 million people have had COVID-19 and a significant percentage of them are naturally immune? Is that part of the 30% that you're saying are unvaccinated? Clearly it is. And where do they come up with this 80 million number? And then I saw one press report, 100 million number. So these numbers are thrown around. Are there any more investigative journalists out there that want to look into this and get an answer? I'm sure Chris Wallace will, Mr. Producer. I mean, he's going to want to dig into this, I would think, wouldn't you? And I say that with enormous respect, of course. He needs to look into this. Or how about Fredo Cuomo? Is he still around? 
There is no bottom for shame when it comes to CNN and MSNBC. Speaking of which, how about Andrea Mitchell? Wouldn't she want to get to the bottom of this? I would think so. How about Philly Bump over there at the Washington Compost? What's that other guy's name? Jeremy uh, Peters. Hey, Peters, as we like to say. You going to look into this? Why not? Peter Baker. Ooh, some diversity. No, they're not going to look into it. They're just going to push the narrative. They're going to push the agenda. If you disagree with me, you're a denier, you're whatever you, you know, whatever they want to call you. No, I want to know. What makes up that 80 million? I'm going to tell you. In part, there's a lot of people in that 80 million who've gotten COVID and have natural immunity. You know how I know? Because they didn't say it. Now, I'm hoping all the backbenchers in radio will regurgitate this. It's important. Steve, St. Paul, Minnesota. XM Satellite. Steve, how are you, sir? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Okay. You there, Mark? I am here. Are you I am here. Uh, yeah, so a couple things. Uh, I've got a governor, uh, a friend of mine running for governor uh, in Minnesota. His name's Dr. Scott. All right, I, I, I don't, I don't want to get into that right now because I don't know who's running for what. What did you want to talk about? All I wanted to do is tell you that they're they're going after his medical license just because he's a threat to the Democrats for no good reason. Uh, so I just wanted to touch on that. And the second thing is is uh, went to my physician. I got an excellent internal medicine guy, and uh, he, he said uh, I got a dental practice, and I was exposed to COVID last November. Got quite sick, and. Uh, so it's been eight, nine months, and he said, uh, you know, maybe we should get the uh, the vaccine. And I says, well, I don't know. And he said, uh, you know, I've been, I, I took it in January. I took the vaccine, and I'm monitoring my antibody score, and I started out about four. I'm down to one. And if you're under one, you should take the vaccine again. If you're over one, you're good. And I says, okay, let's check mine. 9.5 was my score. Well, you're so, in good shape then. Thank you for your call. That's not what he was calling about, but that's all right. No offense, we, we don't have time for everybody's individual situation. That's not, that's not the goal here. As much as I care, uh, it's not, that's not the point here. Let's go to Evan, Paducah, Kentucky, the great WKYX, a small businessman. How are you? Pretty good, Mr. Levin. Thank you for everything you do and you represent. Thank you, sir. Um, this is a problem of small business owners. What are we going to do if we have to force our employees to take this vaccine, and then you're going to have Joe and Joe attorneys, and they're going to be online suing us because something happened to that employee? Hey, that's a good point. Are you, uh, are you all going to be immunized uh, legally by the federal government? No, sir. Not, I can't see. There's it. a lot. There's a lot of questions here that the media will not ask. If they would listen to talk radio, this show in particular, you know, we could help them. But they don't want to be helped. They're pushing an ideology. That's all. You're quite right, Evan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, and it's going to happen. It's it's already happened. But the trial lawyers are in the back pocket of the Democrats, so that'll be fine by them. Oh yeah, you bet. You bet, sir. Yeah. All right, Evan. Don't hang up. We'll send you a signed copy of American Marxism. I know it gives you a little relief, but let's go to our friend Lou Ocala, 
WSKY. Lou, how are you? Hey, Mark. Listen, I got to tell you, that was one of the finest moments in live radio when you gave the mic to that wonderful Gold Star mother and let her rip. She had every right. Absolutely one of the finest moments in live radio. Thank you. Unbelievable. Everything that's going on in this country, Mark, everything that you say in your book, people have got to realize that this is going to be a showdown between the Uh Communist Manifesto folks and the Constitutionalists, Uh the patriots and those who have no virtue. And that's really what it's down to, is a battle of good and evil. It really is. Liberty and tyranny, I used to call it, you know. All right, Lou. It's a pleasure always to talk to you. All right. Let us keep going. Make sure Lou has a signed book, okay? Uh, Let's see. Let's go to Dominique, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, on the Mark Levin app. Dominique, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for taking my call, Mr. Levin. You bet. Now, where in Philadelphia are you from? Can you hear me? I can. We have, what is with this I'm delay? actually north in the Lehigh Valley. Okay, I know exactly where it is. Go right ahead. Okay. So, I just wanted to recount uh, my story. And my story is that uh, when I was six years old, I immigrated to All right, hold on now. Let's keep it within a minute or so. Okay. So, just to quickly, in a, in a nutshell... They lived half of their life in a communist country of Poland and about half of their lives here in the United States. Uh, being in their late 60s, early 70s, uh, respectively, uh, the stories that they would tell me about their, uh, about their childhood and uh, living under a repressive regime and uh, the evolution here and where we are in the United States, they say that it's getting worse than it was under a repressive regime of Poland, of the, of the communists in Poland at the time. So, with that... We're definitely, we are definitely moving in a very dangerous direction. We're moving very, very quickly in a dangerous direction. The attacks on the cops uh, on our thin blue line was evidence of this. The, uh, the political biased nature of so many courts is evidence of this, where they're stacking them up. Biden's doing it right now. People aren't even paying attention to it. Uh, the open season on the Constitution, where if Democrats don't get a ruling they want, they talk about the filibuster and and um, and uh, loading up the court with like-minded ideologues. I mean, used to be you wouldn't even say that sort of thing. You'd be condemned by the media. But the media are utterly and completely corrupt. And uh, part of this this entire grouping of movements that I talk about I want to thank you for your call, my friend. We'll send you a copy of American Marxism, too. Now, I know many of you have a copy of this book, but many of you don't. And those who have it understand exactly what I'm talking about. And those who have it and have read it, especially, or listened to it. It's very important to spread the word here. It's just very, very important. This isn't just a theoretical book. I'm explaining what's taking place in, uh, in detail. Uh, how it came to be, where it's coming from, where it's leading to. And then the final chapter, I think what makes this book very unique, is, uh, is uh, a whole set of, uh, of strategies and tactics, not intended to be the be-all and end-all, but intended to, to at least uh, galvanize a movement and rally the American people. And this book's been for sale for two months. It's sold now, I'm told, about 940,000 copies. Um, and we need to get it in the hands of as many people as we can. You are the Paul Revere's. You are. 
you are. This book is not about me. The uh, the sycophants, the uh, the the sort of uh, underground fascistic types and so forth. They're coming up. They're making their little shots. They haven't really read it, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, we're going to roll them. They don't matter. They're a joke. I use them as a joke line. But you do matter. You matter. And this book's for you. It's for your family. I'll be right back. Mark in. I'm a little frustrated this evening because this is the kind of day or evening where I needed five hours, seriously. I had more prepared to go over and to discuss with you. But on the other hand, when we get a special call from a grieving mother or um, other subjects that are, you know, that that really light up the board and people want to get into it, uh, sometimes you just got to make a right turn. It's the way it goes. So I just wanted you to know. We work very, very hard to prepare this show. We just don't wing it. Laurel, Oak Hill, Ohio, XM Satellite. Laurel, how are you? Oh, I am wonderful, Mr. Levin. What a pleasure and honor to speak to you. Well, thank you. I'm calling in regards to my uh, your book. I've bought many copies, and I'm passing them out left and right, and I'm taking them to Wisconsin to uh, help with them people. Uh, when I visit my family and uh, give them to uh, you know friends, family, church. Aren't you uh, and sweet? Whoever. You're amazing. I've already passed. <laughs> I've already passed them out to the delivery boy that delivered my furniture, my uh, car mechanic. Oh my lord! Uh, the neighbor. And You're not a, a trust fund baby, are you? No, I'm just a a wife just, of a truck driver. Ah, uh, you know what? I love the truck drivers. We have something. I don't know. We have a connection. We really do. Because I know without them, we starve to death. It's that simple. Well, Laurel, I want to thank you. What's that? And and he's worked throughout the entire pandemic. Deliver, deliver, deliver. He's wonderful. Now, I want to send you a signed copy. Don't give it to anyone. Just for you, okay? And I want to thank you very, very much, Laurel. And God bless you and my best to your husband. Here's a little secret. I have handed them out too. About 200 of them. Oh, Mark, you get them for free. No, I don't. The first 50 or so I do. But I'm well beyond that. Uh, so I practice what I preach. I don't expect you to do that. I got it. But spread the word. That's very, very important for sure. Let us go to Christopher. Bayview, Idaho, XM Satellite. Christopher, how are you? I'm Uh-oh. doing fine, Mr. Levin. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, sir. Can you hear me? I can. I'm fine, sir. Happy Rosh Hashanah. I'm also a uh, black American who's also Jewish. Wow. What, look and at that I'm intersectionality. Concerned that narrative and i'm a veteran a vet god bless you man yeah and i'm a veteran a yeah. combat veteran thank you and uh i wanted to thank you for all your enlightenment that you have given the nation and i wish you and your family well and 
want to say that it's just despicable about this administration. I refuse to call that person who's in the seat right now because it may be advantageous for my military uh, retirement. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just despicable how he just left Americans there. And, and this should be a treasonous act, and it is a treasonous act. He should be impeached, Amen. and he definitely should be court-martialed, he and his administration. He should definitely be impeached, and I agree with you. I really do. And it's something I've been talking about for a while now, uh, even before Afghanistan. And what he's done on the border, what he's doing to those states and those communities down there and the whole country. And he is unleashing COVID from illegal aliens and others into this country. And, of course, nobody challenges him on that other than uh, Peter Ducey. Uh, Nobody presses the case. Nobody. Thank you, my friend. Don't hang up, Christopher. I want to get you a signed copy of American Marxism. Thank you for your service. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, and you, the great patriots of America. We will not roll over, period. I'll see you on Amazon. God bless.